Everybody. Awesome start. Oh, can I cut that? I, I, I can't. We're live. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is Lunch Academy episode 15, the redo. Um, sorry, oh, yeah. guys, for we did actually film an, uh, an original episode 15, but everything went south. Everything went south. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, My lawyer said it. I can't talk about, let's it. Not talk about it. But this is Sam here, as always, and as always, my co host star of the show. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. And I'm here with Tom. Yes. Hello. She took my line. <laughs> Thank you very yeah, much. You, you introduce him. This, that's your part. This is Tom. <laughs> Thanks. That was amazing. That's such an intro. Well worth the wait. But uh, Tom's one of our, our many Launch Academy alumni, and he has a little company called Sipley. Uh, do you want to introduce it a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I am an alumni here. Um, I had an awesome time when I was here. Uh, Sipley, so it is a coffee shop subscription service um, based around an app. And um, I curate, or we as Sipley, curate the best coffee shops in a city. And we're starting with Vancouver. And we put them all inside of an app on a map and then a list. And then as a user of that app, you get first off a really great list of coffee shops that are more or less guaranteed to be great. And then if you buy coffee at those coffee shops through my app, you save a little bit of money. And, uh, mm. and it kind of adds value to your buying process there. Saving money cool. and good coffee. I had a great analogy the other day that seems to have started to catch on a bit. And it's kind of like a compass card for coffee. So you use that at a coffee shop and you get a little bit of a discount because you use the compass card. Oh, and is it, do you have money through the app to pay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. So all okay, the transactions cool. go through the app. Oh. Um, and so, for example, you would get something like a $5 coffee for um, anywhere up to a dollar off of it. So like mm. maybe $4 for a certain type of drink. Yeah. And if you drink a lot of coffee, that stuff adds up. It really does. Yeah. yeah. We, did a, we did a kind of a, a survey and I'm thinking people are going to be $30, a month. There are people out there who are like four, $500 a month on coffee in no coffee way. shops. Like wow. I drink a lot, but not yeah. that much. That's, oh that's pretty God. impressive. Do they yeah. buy for like entire nations at a time? Is that? Well, or how pricey are or the coffees? Maybe they, yeah, maybe they buy coffees for other people a lot. Like they have a lot of coffee mm. meetings. I got the feeling that a lot of those kind of high-end people were like, they just had a need for themselves. So they were mm. buying you know, like five to 10 coffees a day sometimes is my guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So what stage are you guys at right now? And what's what's going on right now in Sipley? Okay, so we are about to launch a closed beta on Monday. So uh, the, over the last like week, it's been a flurry of marketing campaigns and um, outreach on social media and on uh, mailing lists. So we've got, um, got 100 spots open for that, of which there are about 40 left. No, probably less than that, 35 left. Um, on the closed beta oh amazing okay. yeah so we've been doing pilot testing before that for the last roughly a month to a month and a half and it's been going really well the, the customers really like it the coffee shops really like it and overall it just seems to be a really great way to you know operate a transaction inside of a coffee shop so okay. i can't wait for monday it's going to be a bigger bigger audience and more wow. testing yeah. I thought today was Monday. Congratulations on getting everyone on board for <laughs> Thank that. you. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Before we dive too deeply into it, so yeah. we have a couple of surprises. So as we all know, Vancouver Verites love talking about coffee, mm -hmm. right? And we're, we're definitely going to talk more and about that. But we also need to do the weather report. So <laughs> take it away. Coffee and the weather. That's like Vancouver's two main <laughs> life source of conversation. Um, for the weather this week. Everyone, this is my weather forecast post for the people watching live. Screenshot. We have rain and 
more rain and then we have some sun later in the week like i think tuesday yeah we have snow yeah. i hope we were having snow just said we have snow apparently yeah. she knows the so sh- shade is butchered the job on the no, weather so report this week because she's not even she doesn't care my brand is to be the worst weather <laughs> forecaster <laughs> out there in the world she doesn't care because she's leaving <laughs> she's she's going to LA, LA so but i know the weather for LA it's gonna rain so I'm, I'm cursed. Good. It's going to rain in LA. I hope it, it rains the whole LA. time. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. They, they went through a drought. They need all the I rain know. they can get. But like, couldn't they wait a week? <laughs> I'm trying to catch some sun. <laughs> oh no, she didn't have enough sun. But on top of that, so thank you for the weather report. Uh, just check the weather app on your own, own time, guys. <laughs> If you're cu- if you're tuning in for just the weather report, I mean we got we got other issues. <laughs> so we we did have a little bit of an experiment here for you. So before we dive too deeply into it, Shadi has run around town picking what we think are some of the best coffees, and now we've let now we've put them in these uh, very beautifully labeled Launch Academy mugs. Free plug LaunchAcademy.ca. That works. <laughs> um, so we're gonna do a taste test. All right. Just to give you guys a little bit of background, I love coffee, but Tom over here is a coffee expert of you, on all. You levels. might say he's like mm. a snob. Yeah. Some it's, some it's, would say snob. Yeah. yeah. Some some might even call me a Vancouver coffee snob. Hmm. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah yes. that's yeah. branding so right there. Exciting if anyone out there knows about Vancouver coffee snob. like two days ago because yeah, part of the Sipley process is that I've got I'm, I'm in the videos and so it's a lot of people know who I am anyway but it was like the official reveal just the other day because did you check it through up. with your agent um you know what if if anybody wants to represent me as an agent um my uh my expectations are pretty high um <laughs> but I actually am um agent free at the moment well we'll see how this taste test yeah. does because maybe maybe curious. that's the end coffee snob like if i win you'll, we'll just call you launch academy snob i like that's it my drop walk away From hang on if, if, if you didn't you go out and get these coffees though so if no, you win it's kind of cheating no it's not cheating uh, <laughs> still up. i have no idea which one is what i think i think you have some idea i have some idea so no, so should, I should, no should i tell you where where the coffees are from maybe i'll start with that no, hmm. no? yeah no yeah we need to know that you, you need to know to. I mean, okay. I mean, we could do a complete blind test, and you just label it's like this. I'm one, game for it. This yeah. one's for Fourth Avenue. You know, we picked it up on the way here. I mean, yeah. if you want to do that. Okay, so so we have uh, we have uh, first of all we have Nemesis Coffee, one, okay. of, one of one of your favorites. Shout yep. out to those guys just across the street. We're then we have. Ethiopian. I picked it up. Okay. The, the, then we have a uh, Canada's favorite, um, all time classic, Tim Hortons. <sighs> Um, after that, we have, uh, my instant coffee over here, which is, uh, Luna. I think, I think it's from, yeah, from Panama, but, but via Colombia. I'm not, I'm not really actually sure because all the words are in Spanish. So, so Colombian instant coffee. So, so all right. Instant coffee. And then fourth, what I think is personally the best coffee in all of Vancouver, Launch Academy's coffee. <sighs> okay. You know what? My whole time here, I never once tried the coffee. So, <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So so, 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 so I'll I'll taste first. I'll drink from one side and you 
Okay. Yeah. And I, I I've done I an enormous amount of coffee ca- uh, tastings where you share the the cup. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So take a, so take a, I, take a quick sip. No, no, we'll go. No. We'll go through it first. I'll forget which okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll let both of you guys taste test, and then I'll I'll ask you guys what's in it. So I should preface this really with yes, I am known as Vancouver coffee snob, but um, I want to say that I'm not a coffee expert compared to some of the real tasters out there, <laughs> but I am pretty good at coffee shops in general, and so that's just in case I embarrass myself right now. She's, he, he's, he's setting a back road because he still has to have a career in coffee versus you. We just never Rita, asked. So that's my career in coffee. So I can already smell that this one's fairly dark roast. It's a, it's a pretty... Um, I also smell coffee too for anyone that's wondering. <laughs> it's actually not as bad as it smells. I thought it was going to be a lot heavier. <laughs> um, Could this be Launch Academy's finest? I think it's Launch Academy's <laughs> It's It's pretty... Um, yeah, it's there. It's there? Yeah. All right, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna because you know if I tell you if it is or isn't yeah. then you can't figure it out. But I'm gonna leave this here. But you guys both agree this is the Launch Academy coffee. Uh, well, I have to try the other ones first. Okay, so sure, you, uh, sure. Like, we'll we'll revisit. Okay. And yeah, yeah. If anything's done, I, I'll I'll try my best to remember. <laughs> you guys, are, I'm doing all the hard work here. I have to remember all your tallies. Like you can give me a pen or something. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's just grimacing. They're all grimacing. <laughs> Maybe we should have got better coffee. I'm expecting the Nemesis one to be. These good. are these are these are budget restraints. I think is what it is. This, this smells think, nice. I feel like yeah. I should I should resmell it. I haven't resmelled. <laughs> Do you want to resmell the old one? <laughs> that's nice. That's 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 the Ethiopian. Ethiopian. Yeah. Ethiopian is a Nemesis, stuff going on right? Yeah, it tastes a bit like berries. See, I should guess a fucking guess as to what I'm in for. Oh, sorry, we did discuss this, didn't yeah. we? I'm not supposed to say anything. That doesn't taste like berries, and it's not the Ethiopian. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Okay. There you go. There's the third cup. So, sniff, taste, pass it along. No comments until afterwards. Okay. <laughs> that is a comment. <laughs> she made these rules, and I'm just following. Yeah, right. <laughs> line this back up yeah, it smells pretty dark this sorry this, this cup is coffee it smells like coffee <laughs> i'm just gonna pass you the last cup all right any feedback comments or are you guys leaving that to the are end are we allowed to talk about it now i think Wait, so no it was in the last one all right are you gonna remember though i feel like she's gonna remember. forget yeah <laughs> Hates this one. I hate it. Ooh. And hate is a strong word. It can be a, it's really oily. <laughs> it's oily. Is that the is that the cup or the coffee? It could be anything, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to swear? No. <laughs> yes, but then we have to put a little. Uh, yeah, then then okay. I need to put the 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 seventeen on or put that, a beeper on. That is beeping disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta try another sip just out of curiosity. <laughs> Wow, that's the okay. We'll wait until we get to discuss this. All right, so so we've we've had all four, and shut his back on her phone, like live streaming or something. We're we're already live streaming. You don't need to live stream the live stream. Inception. <laughs> and don't forget that people are listening to this audibly. 
<laughs> so all they right. see is you giggling, <laughs> and I have to describe that she has her phone on. And anyway, okay, back to the to coffee. Guess. We're ready to guess. So, so you had the first one, had the second one. I think you guys liked the second one. You really didn't like this one. And then we didn't have any comments for this one. Okay. So, so you want to go back from the top and then yeah. just maybe just go through your experiences? So I think the first one is – what is this? I think the first one is Tim Hortons. Okay. Okay. I think the second one is Nemesis. Okay, the Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> that one was good. Um, I think the third one is L.A. Third one is and L.A. And the Fourth last one, one is, my is the Café Duran. Duran <laughs> Duran, man. Oily Duran Café. So I would disagree with the first one. Okay. I, I think that the first one is Launch Academy. I think the um, second one, I know the second one's got to be Nemesis, yeah. right? That's it's that's good. That's African coffee. Good. That's written And all I over hate it. African I, coffee. I do smell oh. the fruit. Yeah. I've told you this before. Yeah. So yeah. Any African bean is a no-no. They're too acidic. Then why anyway. did you buy Ethiopian they coffee? They only have Ethiopian African <laughs> beans at Nemesis. Rarely carry a South American beans. Anyways, moving on. Third one is Tim Hortons, I think. I think it just had like a bit more of a horrible astringent taste, like a burn taste to it, more than the, the launch calorie on forever. God, it's actually more that they burn the coffee beans themselves, oh. but probably a combination of yeah. the, on the burner as well. Uh, and then the fourth one, I don't even know if that was coffee. I don't know what the hell that was. That was like, it, it was slightly that's like you know, the water at the bottom of the coffee machine the residue water. it's like the water at the bottom of a of a hot water tank in an old house that no one's lived in for a really long period of time <laughs> that's gross yeah so okay. that one was your instant one for okay, sure Sam, so to reveal me. it tom was completely correct oh, i can't i can't frick. i can't make this up she's trying to make me do more editing work i said frick <laughs> <laughs> We heard you. <laughs> so thank you for doing that taste test. It's I think okay. you've uh, proved your mantle as a Vancouver coffee stop. Shadi's like low-key salty right now. I'm so salty. <laughs> she, like she's just going to shut down the rest of the, the show. Yeah, I'm just going to give you sass for the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> Let's like, kind of focus on what you're salty about. They are, they're both pretty bad coffees. Yeah. So That's getting them true. confused is not... I got the good coffee right. And, and somehow did. that salt is going to be forced towards me although i literally did nothing <laughs> i'm in okay fact, with that in fact she took my coffee it's off my desk <laughs> always that's the answer but okay let's get back i mean it. let's get back on track so obviously we we've tried an arrangement of of coffee here um how did you actually get into this Quite a few years ago, actually. So I was in Australia. I used to be a Starbucks drinker, and I was all about, you know, like Christmas time. You better believe I'm like holding a uh, was like gingerbread latte or something like that. Um, and I was in Adelaide, and I wanted to have a cup of coffee, and there was no Starbucks because Australia really doesn't care for Starbucks. And one, I didn't. One of the rare why. places. Yeah. Right. And. I'm walking along the high street, wherever that was in, in Adelaide, and I stopped in a tiny coffee shop, and I had a latte there. And it was sweet and, like, caramel tasting and a little bit of nutty taste going on there. And it was, like, that light bulb moment for me where I realized that, ah, coffee doesn't have to be this, like, weird burn taste to it that you got to put a load of sugar into. And then I came back. It was I was just on vacation, and I came back to Vancouver, and I decided I was going to start going to coffee shops, went to Revolver, 
Uh, I think Kafka's was around at the time. Mm. Maybe 49th was open at that time. It may have mm. been their first venue on 4th. I, I can't even remember. And I wanted to read more about coffee. And there was a couple of like lists out there with top 10s, but it would be, you know, there'd be some like chain stores thrown in there and it wasn't yeah. really trustworthy enough. And I've always liked writing. And I thought, I'll start a blog. I'm a bit of an IT nerd anyway. I know how to get it all set up. And, um, and then it just kind of escalated a little bit out of control from there. And, and now I've got a blog and, a, and an app and a ton of like clout in the industry, Whoa. which is kind of cool. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Was there a specific point when you were like, hey, I could uh, actually do this instead of, I guess you, you mentioned you were in an IT background. Yeah. Um, you're like, you know, IT is, I mean, you always have the hard skills, but yeah. that, was there a point when you're like, hey, let's just do this coffee stuff? I thought about it a couple of times with Vancouver Coffee Snob, but there's not really any money in blogging, in, in my opinion, unless you're... Except for free coffees, you can't live Free coffees coffee. is great, yeah. But um, the point of the blog for many years is that I was completely anonymous so that I could get the authentic experience. And like over the years, mm. people started to learn who I was. So that doesn't really count mm. anymore, but I still don't like getting free coffee because I find it a bit awkward. And yeah. I don't want the expectations from me to write something good about them because they yeah. gave me a bag of beans. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I guess, like, IT's been great my whole life. And um, and I was looking, rather than to kind of, let's say, get out of IT or do something specifically in coffee, I've always wanted to just be my own boss. Mm -hmm. And um, coffee just got a little bit out of control, and I built this big network of people up. And simply as it stands right now is actually one of many iterations of ideas that I had. I, I wanted to be the Amazon of coffee for the longest time oh, where I was cool. working on a company where I would sell bags of coffee, but I would give a bunch of boxes to a coffee roaster mm. and they would, you know, like Amazon does, you can just kind of post them out and they take care of all the, the logistics. Blue bottle, right? Like that, but only, um, so for example, Pallet, if they, if they were on board, they would take care of bagging and sending for me and I would just sell it via this, this mm. marketplace. But Canada has it's big and you could make a ton of money send it to toronto and as soon as someone in whitehorse or Yellowknife orders a, a, a bag <laughs> of coffee you got 50 dollars worth of postage to go so anyway that that didn't work out um and then sipley was um probably like another three different ideas after that mm -hmm. and, and i did a bunch of testing to see if it would mm -hmm. be popular and it was popular and then I decided to turn it into a, to a proper company. And that's, that's I've been full-time on that since March. That's terrific. Wow. Mm. And what would you say, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the coffee scene. I'm sure listeners are also listening. But in terms of the, the startup scene, you know, you kind of being an entrant and not falling in by mistake, but really, really you were focused on on career and this, you know, coffee, Vancouver Coffee Stop started as a hobby. Mm -hmm. What what was the community aspect like? Uh, the, the coffee or the startup community? The startup community. Um so first off i started at home in a in, locked away in a in a cupboard in the in the office in my in my house so i didn't get much experience into the startup community um and then i started going to events and i went to a few events that were more geared towards um seemed to, seemed like everybody there was a lawyer or someone with a really <laughs> big fund and, oh. I, and it felt like there was a bunch of sharks mm. kind of circling around and what really changed is when I started working in co-working spaces. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I worked from WorkLab for, I think, three, maybe maybe even six months from there. And then came here with you mm -hmm. guys. I know you're not really co-working, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, there was, there was desks for me to use here. 
And that's what opened up. And I know this sounds a bit contrived right now because I'm mm-hmm. sitting here with you guys, yep. but mm-hmm. that opened up a whole new realm of people to talk to. And the events especially were really, really awesome for networking. Yeah. And I kind of hate networking at the best of times, mm-hmm. but yep. I found because I was here and the events were here, I was a lot more relaxed. It was my home turf. And yep. yeah. And then on from that, like once you start meeting the right people, uh, everybody really wants to help. Everybody, especially when you get involved with coffee as yeah. well. Everybody drinks coffee. It's a good, it's a good, yeah. You know, yeah it, right. It's, in, right? It's rare in the tech industry that you don't have someone that's extremely caffeinated at some point in their day, right? So I found everybody to be really inclusive and, and really welcoming, and people seem to like the idea as well, which was encouraging. You know, what's funny is both, well, not all our co founders, but Ray and Alex both don't drink coffee. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're the exception. They they buy tons of coffee because, you know, we have the best coffee in Vancouver. I already plugged that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, they don't drink coffee. Yeah. Weirdos. Yeah, they are kind of strange. It is strange. Maybe there's something there. Maybe, like, you use uh, caffeine to get to a certain stage, but if you really want to be, like, the CEO of a place like this, you go cut that stuff out. Actually, really? don't listen to what I'm saying. Go buy <laughs> subscriptions. Yeah. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like, no, you, don't have to buy, you don't have to buy just coffee with Sipley. You can buy other drinks. There's like tea and juice and stuff. So, so talking a little bit more about Sipley, like yeah. what, you know, as you guys are, you're on beta, you're about to launch, you know, publicly or whatnot. I, I actually don't know the plan. Maybe you can tell a little bit about that. Yeah. What do you see as, as, cause I know we've had some back and forth about this. What do you see as the Vancouver coffee scene? Like, like, are they picky or are they, do they just drink what's closest to them or? Um, it's not as, uh, not as refined as I would like it to be. Um, I, really? and, and this is just me. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I really like coffee and I like kind of snobby, fancy coffees and you know, I've, I've paid, you know, 20, 30 bucks for a cup of coffee before, but that's an extreme case. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a ton of Starbucks, we got a ton of blends, we got a ton of other chains and, and total respect to chains. They do what they do really well. They don't do the sourcing and the kind of ethical side of coffee as mm. well as I would like it to to mm-hmm. be done. And, and also the roasts that they do don't highlight a lot of the different flavors. And so um, what we find is that the coffee scene in Vancouver is full of people who I, I feel are ready to take the next step to those kind of fancier coffees where you mm-hmm. go, oh, wow, it doesn't taste burnt or ah, it kind of tastes like chocolate or mm. caramel or, or in the case of the Ethiopian, I, I picked out berries I, I'm, I, my palate's not as great as some people, Which but... you should be drinking so that we don't waste. Okay, definitely. <laughs> Just trying to get them all caffeinated. <laughs> yeah. You're, I mean, this is like light roast, so it's going to be pretty mm. caffeinated anyway. Um, but that's the kind of coffee I would love people to to start drinking because it's it's kind of like when you have like a, a $5 bottle of wine or, or a cheap beer and then you realize there's craft wines and beers out there mm. and you try them and go, oh, wow, actually, that's, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the actual... The, the coffee drinkers of Vancouver, regardless of what coffee that they drink, everyone's really, really happy and inclusive and friendly and props each other up when in times of need and that kind of stuff. Um, I'll give an example of something recently happened. This wasn't in Vancouver, it was in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. And um, an awesome coffee roaster over there called Canoe Coffee Roasters. Tiny little unit they had for a while, and I think a car. Got this brand new big space, made it look beautiful, painted the walls white, wood everywhere, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Big launch, a couple of days later, someone broke in, smashed the whole place up, stole a bunch of stuff from them. And the coffee scene in Kelowna kind of highlighted this on social media. The coffee scene in Vancouver saw it. Mm-hmm. And there was an event held to raise money for them. There was a, Go, I think, GoFundMe or one of those crowdfunding Amazing. things. And I think, 
I think they reached $5,000 in a, in a week, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. And that is really indicative of the coffee scene, the coffee culture mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Everybody just wants to help everyone else out. And like, that was another wow. reason why I looked at it and I was like, I want in. I want to. I want to mm. be a part of that scene, but not someone who's just writing blog articles. I want to tangibly help the coffee scene and, and prop it up somehow, other than writing a blog. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And here That's I am. That's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I also what I like about the coffee scene around the world, and I've noticed it is present here in Vancouver, is the collaboration with art. Like I find that coffee shops always support local artists. Yep. And that's interesting to see. Like you see it sometimes in some restaurants, but like there, it's there's no real other like customer facing industry that is so good and open about supporting local artists. Yeah. Then coffee shops, you go in there. There's always local paintings or whatever sculptures. Pretty much anything you see, you can buy that's a, from a local artist. Yeah. Which is so cool. And I I noticed when I went into Nemesis this morning, they had all their windows painted yeah. by the local artist. Uh, nice uh, Nothings. I yeah, think he's yeah. amazing. Like yeah. I followed him on Instagram like, since a couple months ago without knowing that he was doing that with Nemesis. And then when I walked in, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So they just did a collab and yeah. now his art is featured everywhere. Yeah, so, they, they did an cool. event for him where he sold t-shirts and uh, actually I couldn't make it. I was out of town, but it looked like t-shirts and, mm-hmm. and paintings and stuff like that. I would have loved to have been there. That's yeah. so cool. So that's really cool to have an industry that is so supportive to the arts. Because I mean, coffee is an art. Like when I was watching this dude make, I waited like 10 minutes for this nemesis coffee. Yeah. You're just watching and he's like in another world, just like <laughs> swirling around his water and coffee and waiting and just staring. And I feel like he's putting like, all of his heart and soul just staring at your coffee drip slowly. And, and I'm the worst when it comes to that. I'll go into Nemesis and go, oh, so what are you doing there? Oh, what grind is that? Oh, how do you do that? And, and he's like, like, dude, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm working my focused. Yeah. You wouldn't think so, but they're focused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do this so I don't have to talk to people like you. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're yeah, awesome at Nemesis. Really they're great at multitasking yeah. as well. They are. Cool. So uh, what's next for, for Sipley? Uh, so, like I mentioned, beta on Monday. So we've got um, 100 spots open for that of like 35 or so left. Um, that's where we're going to do a, a, a ton more testing. And this is really to kind of make sure there's no bugs, make sure the process works. And we've got uh, 12 coffee shops on it at the moment, which uh, I'll do a plug for uh, Agro, Obard, better get all of them, um, <laughs> Olive and Ruby, Carve, The Garden, two Kafkas, um, four Pallets, missing one Launch who Academy. have i forgotten who have i forgotten <laughs> somebody else that i'm going to plug on my social media channels when i yeah. realize who it is and <laughs> that I've forgotten. Um, that's annoying anyway so we got 12 coffee shops on and uh, i'm working on a few more for the beta once we're sure that there's no bugs there's no yeah. um issues probably full launch around the beginning of march so that will be where anyone can uh, download the app anyone can join and uh it's free to use until you buy a coffee. So. Is that cross-platform or? Yep. Yeah. Android and um, and iOS. No uh, web apps or anything like that. That's uh that's hopefully for the future. But not many people are using yeah. Blackberries or Windows phones these days. So Blackberry. we're capturing most of them. And I know you were telling us that your development was offshore. Tell us a little bit yeah. more about that. Like how what, what was the process like? Because that's always interesting. I know that's a big decision when you go into a tech startup and yeah. you might be technical yourself, but it's too much to take on. It's like, do I hire someone locally? 
do I outsource it? Yep. How do I manage these people? So what was your experience like? It's <sighs> a big question. Um, so I suppose we should start with what, what I did to get started on this before I even hired developers is I built a very, very basic, um, I wouldn't even call it an MVP, I would call it a laughably terrible version of the app um, myself, because obviously I'm a, I'm a tech, so I can, I can get by with that stuff. And then I did a, did a test where we bought on a bunch of coffee shops and sent people out with this, this bad app um, and worked out whether or not it was gonna be a complete train wreck. And as it wasn't, that's when I decided to hire a team. Mm. And I interviewed, I don't know, five to 10, I can't even remember now, five, five to 10 different development studios in various different countries. Got a referral for a company called Fifth LLC, which is based in Armenia. Mm. And um, in, so chat to the CEO of that one. They were a lot smaller when I got started with them. I think I was talking to um, Aram, who's the, the CEO. I was talking to him the other day and I feel like that they were maybe 15 people when I, I hired them and they are, I think they're 70 now. Amazing. Oh, wow. wow. And, um, that, so I asked all my, because I'm coming from a tech perspective, I asked mm. nerdy questions for him. You know, where would you host it? And what would happen if this happened? And how would you develop this? And what programming language you would you use for that? Yeah. And he nailed every single question mm. in a really matter of fact, chilled way. And, and mm. I really liked the guy, liked his team and decided to hire them. And honestly, best decision I ever made. They are rock stars. They will go the extra mile and then another five miles after it i wow. honestly can't um I, I i can't tell you how great it is to work with a great a good team like that especially yeah. overseas because yeah. you know they're, they're 12 hours difference from us so it's it's tough sometimes because you're really tired or you've just woken up to to deal with that kind of time frame so they'll meet me in the middle of the night if they need to you know their night Mm -hmm. um, they'll uh, provide updates in, in decent ways so that I don't have to chase them down for stuff. Really, really good. So I, I kind of lucked out there. Um, and, I, and as far as if anyone else was to hire an offshore team, first off, talk to me. I'll put you in contact with these guys. They're, they're you know, stand beside behind them 100%. Yeah, and it's always good to have like a referral to something like totally. that. I know it makes people feel safer. Yeah. And you just you just found them through research or it was they, some, They was were referred, referred to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Someone who just came across them because they... Mm -hmm. One of the great things about the co their company is they have a 50-50 men-women hiring process, cool. which is really weird for a country like Armenia, I'm sure, where you know it's not as progressive in some ways as, as it is in Canada. And um, it was through someone who's involved in women in tech in Vancouver, mm -hmm. and she was working with them on a different project and put me in contact, and yeah, that's it. Cool. Mm. That's, that's awesome. awesome story. We'll have to spread that through our members too if anyone is looking to... Yeah, do for sure. Like if if they want That's a warm good. intro to yeah. the, to the CEO, I'll, I'll cool. happily do that. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. So just kind of wrapping things up, what's what's been tough for the first year as a, as a founder for yourself? Um, I can think of two two major things. One's actually related to the. I'll, I'll talk about this one first because it's related to the development team. Um, so I get a call. I think it was a call from the CEO, or maybe it was the project manager of of Fifth. Um, you know, halfway through the development process. And, um, and they said, okay, uh, just to let you know, we might be a little bit unavailable for maybe a week or so, not, not too sure. Um, the country's going uh, over, uh, there's a revolution happening in the country <laughs> right now. Um, and so we're not entirely sure what's going to happen. And I'm like, oh God. So like, I'm looking through my lean startup going like, where the, is this, the, the revolution chapter? Like, like <laughs> it's not in here. <laughs> 
Uh, and um, and so, it, long story short, it was a completely peaceful revolution. They ousted their prime minister or, or president or whatever it is, put a new one in, and everybody was happy. And honestly, it sounded like it was just a party going on for a week, and that was what the the delay was. Um, in your mind, you're imagining the worst case scenario, and you're like, "Why are these guys being so chill about it?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm thinking like. Okay, well, I mean, first off, I've now got to know these people and I mm. really like them. And I'm like, well, I don't want a, you know, civil war or something crazy yeah. like that to break out and someone gets hurt. Um, and then I'm thinking from my perspective, like, oh, man, I'm like halfway through the development. <laughs> what, what do I do? Like, yeah. I, I can't take this on. These guys are way better than me. <laughs> um, Humanitarian first, simply second. Yeah. That, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it, it all worked out great, right? Mm. And their country's in a really good place and, and so is the app. And mm. But it was definitely something I've never experienced in my IT career and wasn't what I was expecting <laughs> from this either. Um, but the, I guess from the other perspective of the, you know, just the general day-to-day stuff, I, I, I knew that startup life, I'd been told it was going to be lonely because I'm, mm. I'm a solo founder and I never realized just how lonely it is. Mm. And that sounds really like silly to a lot of people because, um, you know, like there's always, you know, in a, in a regular day-to-day job there's always someone that you can turn around to and ask a question to and and that kind of thing but when it's like you and no one else and i have my mentors and some amazing people that i can meet up with but ultimately i can't be sitting with them all day every day Mm -hmm. so it does become quite lonely and uh, co-working spaces are a great solution to Mm -hmm. that but also you just got to kind of get on with it you just got to deal with that side of things and then eventually i'll be able to hire some people so that you know i'm make the joke that I'll be able to pay for some friends to sit next to me. <laughs> um, but I'll be able to eventually hire some people to, to build a team and so on. But it's surprisingly, um, it's a surprising thing that happens in a, in a, uh, in a solo founder's life that you get hit with that, that loneliness. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think you've done really well in the way that I know that being a solo founder, it can get kind of hard to get feedback, like in, in yep. a consistent way and i think you've done really well with making sure that you're taking your startup in really baby steps and getting a lot of feedback at every step totally. like building that shitty app and going around yeah and just making sure people like the idea of it maybe one day being good yeah. before putting in the money and the time to make it good uh, and that i i would say if you can do that as a as a startup founder or as you know any real project if you can do a really really basic version of it to start with Mm. and prove that the demand is out there it's much better than building something huge and spending tens of thousands mm. of dollars on it and then launching to crickets mm. um, yeah so i mentioned i did the the shitty app which i'm going to call it now because you are technically <laughs> the first person to swear on this i kind of <laughs> me- censored myself there earlier but the um, shittiest swear word. so it's going to have the e or whatever you said next to the uh the, the podcast anyway um so i did i did two things i did the the, the terrible version of the app and then I did a marketing campaign. So I did a landing page. I, I just built some, uh, an unbounce landing page mm-hmm. with three plans on it. And I wrote the details of the plans down and I put a buy now button. Put your email address in, hit the buy now button. And um, for those of you that hit that buy now button, I'm gonna give you a kind of a uh, look behind the curtain here. There was nothing behind that buy now button. It just had a pop-up that said, sorry, due to demand, we've sold out. But there was nothing for me to sell. I was just judging whether or not people would actually pay for it. Because people liked using it, but didn't know if anybody wanted to pay for it. Interesting. And that way I realized that, oh wow, holy crap, people do want to pay for it. I better build this thing. Mm. And so that was the first mailing list that I sent mails out to a few days ago. 
to see if they were still interested in that and a bunch of them signed up so it's it was a smart way wow. to do it how was many people strategy? clicked on the buy now um approximately it was like 100 yeah oh. which is not bad for like a week campaign that we ran something like that did you just think of that yourself or was that suggested to you by unbounce or by advisors wasn't I, I probably read it to be honest yeah. i don't come up with many ideas myself <laughs> i just read and because that's clever and yeah <laughs> you could have taken the credit on that great one. artist so steal. Smart enough for that if i can't come up with my own ideas i can't come up with things like that come on <laughs> um it may have been my idea i don't know yeah it was it was my idea smart like that. <laughs> no um I, I'm pretty sure I would have read something like that. Yeah. That's cool. awesome. I guess I guess before we run up, I guess we, we feel obligated to ask you, what's your favorite shop in Vancouver? Yes. I get that question all the time. It's really difficult to, to answer that because um, I, I have different favorite shops for different reasons. So like Nemesis is a really good example. They, they always win the top tens on my on my website, which are public votes. Um, they're great. They've got great food. They've got a Michelin-style chef there. He, they don't have a star, but you know, he's worked in a star ki kitchen. Mm. The, the food's outrageous. The coffee is always so high-end. Mm. But if you want to get really nerdy with coffee, you could go to somewhere like Obard, where it's, it's tiny. Um, it's, I've it's never tiny heard of that. What's it called? It's Obard. A-U-B-A-D-E. Okay. Uh, it's in Chinatown. That's Pender and Main or somewhere okay. like that. It's in this massive... Um, it's like a the most obscure kind of quirky antique store you've ever seen in your whole life and he's got a little counter at the front of that and you sit there and you talk and drink coffee it's not really somewhere you go and set up with your laptop mm. so going somewhere like that is, is just a fascinating place to go mm. and, and really enjoy that aspect of coffee but then you've got places like moving coffee over in mount pleasant which is where you go for a really really amazing espresso style drink mm. prado is a great example of a community coffee shop where they really embrace the local uh, infra yeah. uh, infrastructure mm. kafka's has been around for ages and that's another really great community one yeah. um, palette has amazing roasted coffee so it's so difficult for me to choose one because i've got different favorites for yeah. different things and anyone that i haven't mentioned there don't take that as a snub i like mm. love you all in your own individual ways um Probably the best place for me to drink coffee, though, I'm going to make this easy, is at my house because I get given a ton of coffee and um, I that, can yeah. make it Can we get that on the Sipply subscription? Coffee before here uh, and it's amazing. So, <laughs> funnily enough, I, I played around with, um, what's that, thing? Patreon recently. Mm. And one of the, so for those of you that don't know what Patreon is, it's kind of like a donation system that if you're creating content on the internet and someone likes your content, they can give you a dollar for an article as a contribution mm. towards it or five dollars or 25 or in my case i put a hundred dollar option where i will come to your house and make coffee for you just as a kind of a, a joke and one of them was um 25 bucks i'll come meet you and you can uh, for a coffee in a coffee shop and you can watch me take photos and do my vancouver coffee snob thing and someone signed up for that oh my god so so i'm starting to get a little bit concerned about that that i'm gonna have to spend more time going to uh, make coffee for people <laughs> but um if anybody does want to, um, to me to come to their house and, and make coffee for them, $100, I'll do a special okay. deal um, for, for this. I'll do it for uh, $105 if you mention <laughs> and tag Launch Academy in your, uh, in your posts. Amazing. Hmm. Well, I, I feel that like that I got that deal, treatment a couple times. And I feel for like free. That's, this that's, is that's, amazing. Kind of, that's kind of cheap, actually, for them to, like, what if they live in, like, Abbotsford or something. I think I put like the Greater Vancouver. I'm going to go and get rid of this off of Patreon. I'm too worried about advertising this thing. You got to cross borders or something. I, th I think I said like, I think it was just the Vancouver 
uh, area. I don't know. That's, that's hilarious that you even put it out there. That's yeah. amazing. That's hilarious. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, before we leave, do we have any announcements, Shadi? Yes, because producer lady has <laughs> did, done this sign a few times already. So we have to wrap things up. Um, a few announcements. We've got some events, and you should totally come join Tom. Mm. Keep you connected to the LA community. So we've got February 12th, we have a VR Air Hub Lunch and Learn. So for everyone who still doesn't know about VR Air Hub, we launched a VR Air Hub at Launch Academy. So we now take in VR Air companies in association with the VR Air hey. <laughs> Association of Vancouver. It's a lot of VR Air. Air. So they're going to be talking Whoa. about um, being investor ready as a VR Air company. Cool. So at February 13th, the day after, so if you guys are up for two events in a row, we will have a lunch talk with Boris Wartz. Um, look him up. I can't start talking about him. He's got so much happening. He's one of the top investors in Vancouver. Yeah. So long you want to come it. ask anything to Boris Wartz. We have an open AMA, ask me anything. That's ask what him. it stands ask, for. Ask him anything. Yeah. Ask him anything. <laughs> um, and last announcement, our next guest will be Jamil Kareem from Innovate BC. Ooh, so, so look for that in two weeks and time. That guy's hilarious. So tune in for that. Sounds good. Yeah. So any last words, Tom? Um, if you're interested in signing up for the, the beta, it's open at the moment, so you can go to getsiply.com um, or look it up on Instagram or, or whatever. Uh, and then feel free to ping me an email via the site or you know anything like that. Get on the beta or smash the buy now button. Yeah. Amazing. I'm going to get that on right now. All right. So <laughs> with that, that has been this episode. Thank you, Tom, for joining us. Thank and you for like me. we said, in about two weeks, we're going to have another episode to sign off. Any last words, Shadi? Bye. See ya.